his first run and a good one. Williams outside, 15, keeps his feet, and Williams finds the end zone, and he is in for a touchdown. On second down, here's a toss. Here is Lucas. Jalen Lucas, that great speed, keeps his feet inside the 30. Lucas, 10, 5, touchdown, Indiana. It's Henderson cutting back and finding the end zone. Touch- Welcome to the LEO podcast, the post-game recap edition. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. And as I was just telling this other guy, I wasn't sure that my voice was too bad, but as I'm talking right now, it doesn't sound great. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon, whose voice also might be under a little bit under the weather. You can find him at on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brando? Hydrated a lot today. Uh, I feel like my voice is okay. Um, but Tom Allen's is not. I'll tell you, I watched the final drive this morning and uh, yeah, it's bad. He, his was shot. His was shot. He, he uh, needs hopefully some cough drops. Seems painful, today. right? Like so he's painful. In pain when he speaks. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Um, you know what wasn't painful? Saturday. Oh my gosh. That was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Um and we'll get into maybe I mean we'll talk about it. I'm sure we'll talk about it multiple times about how you felt going into that game, how I felt going into that game, kind of an opposite of what anybody, if they were to pick an opinion out of their butt on which one and who felt good and who felt bad about the game going into it, I guarantee you they they picked the opposite of what was mm-hmm. actual. Yeah. Um so yeah, uh, let's let's dive into it. Seth's not here, which is gonna help speed a lot of things up and may get us in trouble. So, um, if you want to block him, you can. It's at say top five S E T A H five. I think you guys have already blocked him or know at least his Twitter by now. So, go ahead and take care of that. Uh, we're here to talk less about Seth and more about game number nine, a victory, lucky number nine for the Indiana Hoosiers. They beat the Wisconsin Badgers at home by a score of twenty to fourteen. And improved to three and six overall and have won two straight games over the Buckeyes or over the sorry, Bucky Badgers. Not over the Buckeyes. This is not 1985 and 86. <laughs> uh, uh, although I think we beat him in 88. So I'm sure somebody's yelling at their whatever they're listening to. Uh, a good game, a, re- a really good game, a weird game. I think statistically, if you didn't go or watch it on TV, yeah, if, I think if, you if, look at it and think, ugh, right? If your box score reading, I, you lost this game handily. Oh, handily. Yeah. I think they lost the game. I'm not sure if they lost the game. There's some things and I'm looking now. I mean, it, this it wasn't it wasn't as much of an anomaly as the Michigan State game last year. Yeah, where we yeah, won. The Michigan State my- game was insane, dude. <laughs> insane. Let me read some stats. Let's do that. Just for people that haven't done it. I'll read some specific like important ones. Third down efficiency about the same. Seven of sixteen, six of sixteen um for IU. So. Well, I mean, let's let's talk about this. Shutting them down three times. Three times on fourth, on fourth down. down. Yep. Every yep. single one of them was huge. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, total yardage, about 80, about 80 yards, uh, passing yardage, 60 yard difference, um, percentage completion percentage is uh, in IU's favor on that, uh, yards per pass. IU has a slight advantage there rushing shockingly. And I think there were a lot of things obviously that played into that. Um, IU about 25 yards behind them in rushing. Um, 
somehow controlled the ball with 75 yards rushing, which is insane. Uh, did run it at 41 times at a buck eight a clip. So not great there. Uh, penalties were huge in this game. Eight penalties for Wisconsin, two for IU the entire time. Uh, and I think both came. I want to think if I did we hear this right? No, this is about Aaron Casey. Never mind. We'll talk about that later. Uh, and then IU won the takeaway battle, which is huge. Um, I think it's their first recovered fumble of the season um, and recovered two on the on the uh, on the day one at the very, very end of the game on the very last play and another one in a huge spot. Um, so, yeah, in time of possession, IU by seven minutes or so. But again, I'm with Brandon. I think if you sit there and look and be like, well, we got outpassed, we got outran. I mean, technically, we probably shouldn't have won this game. And it felt. I think even even at 14, 17. I still felt in control and you can tell me if I'm crazy or not. Right? I mean, you you're the more optimistic one out of us too. Did I get negative? No, which no. is weird. Like I'm like, Oh, there's the game. I can't wait to lose this one. It just felt different. I, I told you this driving there, told you that walking to the stadium. I mean, I made a large bet for myself. Yeah. Large bet. That's how confident I was on the walk. Now, you know, the beverages helped. Um, beverages, beverages were flowing. There there was some, you know, some some liquid confidence that uh, that made that happen. But still, it just, I don't know. I don't know if it was the amount of fans tailgating. I don't know if it was the weather. I don't know if it was last or the Penn State game. But it just felt different on Saturday. And obviously, I mean, again, I mean, if, if we want to just stick to um, to the box score, two things stood out to me that is unlike the t- team of the past two years or even this year. Time of possession, 33 to 26. Um, and turnovers, we were plus two. Yep. If you win the turnover of the battle and you win time of possession, you can have lopsided box scores. Right? Like, those two things are so important. One on fourth down, one on third down, one the turnover battle, one time of possession. We won the game the way Wisconsin normally wins games. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I kind of don't want to use this as an excuse, but at the same time, it is. I mean, we were, we were playing their backup quarterback, who I think at this point had started three consecutive or four straight games. So it's not like he hadn't gotten any run or is his first time out. Uh, and then I think we were playing a couple backs who had had maybe 30 carries or 35 carries combined uh, heading into this game. So, you know, they're two strong points, I guess you would point at um, on their offense. Obviously, Bray- Braylon Allen missing him is huge. Um, that was no Mordecai, no big thing coming in, and yeah, Mordecai. I mean, Mordecai, no DK, do a part. Uh, DK, I'm, I'm again not so impressed by him on what he's done so far this season. Good player, he's a good player. I don't know if he would have made a huge impact Saturday or not, but um, I think that that those big three being out were a huge um advantage for them. Here's the thing, though, I just now hit me, Brandon, and and I'm sorry for stepping over you here, but um. Okay, we don't have uh, Christian Turner. We don't have Cam Camper. 
you know, those are that's that's maybe number two on the running back depth chart, definitely number one on the wide receiver depth chart, right? You yeah. don't have either one of those two players. I guess every team has injuries, right? Every yeah. team has it's, injuries. It's just next man up. You step up, and uh, especially in the Big Ten, you've got to be deep enough to be able to handle the injuries throughout throughout the conference. So, um, big win. It doesn't matter. It's a big win either way. And I was glad to be there. Uh, well, I'm always there, but I was glad to be there to to see one, take one in here for the first time in a, a while. Yeah, I mean, there's. We'll get to this a little bit in Brando's randos here, but like. I mean, just Saturday was amazing, and nothing that happened in the game isn't repeatable. Yeah. You know, we didn't have a lucky bounce here, or there there wasn't anything that IU did that it can't do again on Saturday. It can get better. That's the the best part. part. Yeah. Exactly. It can get better. Uh, Well, I don't want to get too deep on this because I'm sure he'll come up here in a little bit, but. I mean, DMAC makes the the easy catch right, right? in front of us. Right, right in front, front of if us. He, if he makes if he makes the easier catch in the end zone instead of settling for a field goal on that drive, I, again, what are you? You're 24, 24, 14. Nope. And if we make the field goal, you're 27, 14. Then you're walking away. Maybe you're getting some bigger headlines at that point of like, this was a, a dominating game. Um you know, I felt like we moved the ball well. And I granted, if you go back and look, I think overall stats in the second half, I think we had maybe 50 total yards um, offensively until that last drive, I want to say, where we set up the field goal. Um, and I can just look real quick. No, the, yeah, the field goal was 36 yards, zero, minus 11, eight, 32. So we had. Yeah, we had we had roughly what, 50 something 60 yards in the second half. But again, enough to win the game. It's enough to win the game. It's another very good defense we were up against yesterday or uh yeah, yesterday. And came Hunter Kohler showed up. He was he had a good game, huh? He had a great game. Um let's get into our headlines, the newest section um Ooh. of the LEO podcast. You go it, first. You? you you I didn't do it. So you're going to have to go first. I'll do it. My uh, I'm gonna rehash a hat a uh, headline from last week because you guys laughed at it. Except I'm gonna change it a little bit. The bull run is back on Wisconsin with a W. That was the biggest I think hurdle that we have out of the four. But as Tom Allen said, we're not gonna talk about any of the upcoming games except for the one that's next. So right now we're gonna talk about Wisconsin for we'll dwell on this for about twelve hours. And then we'll move on and talk about Illinois. But it's Illinois time. And the line's out, Brandon. It is. I well, like it. I called it. I called you it did. on the way home. You did. You I did. I said I thought six, six and a half, somewhere in there. I thought it'd be lower. For Illinois. But that's fine. We, we're not going to get the respect until we continue to, to, to put up these victories. So I'm going to go with the bull run is on. Not is it on anymore. The bull run is on. Yeah, mine's mine's not too dissimilar. Not dead yet. There you go. Not dead yet. And hope's a funny thing. Like you heard it in the again. I listened to I listened to all this this morning on the final drive, which does a really good job on BTN. But Aaron Casey said, you know, the locker room felt this. They felt it on the sideline. 
hope and momentum are real, are very, very real things. And that is so exciting because honestly, when's the last time this team's had that? Going into the Purdue game last year, maybe? Um, before before what happened to uh, Sexy Dexy? Yeah, that's but that was with what? With what outcome? With one <laughs> walking win. away with a with a yeah. bucket, right? Getting the three wins. This has got a possibility of of what nobody would nobody saw this at two and no. six. Two well, really two and five. I think coming out of that Rutgers game was probably and ironically probably the second lowest part of our season. The first being a win <laughs> after beating Akron, um, uh, barely beating Akron, but it was it was an ugly win. Wins matter. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I think that, and as I said last week, and I think that you kind of started to pick up more on it on the preview pod was I felt like that Penn state loss and the way that they played and how close that game was and how they were with Penn state the entire time was so beneficial to this team and it should be beneficial to the fan base. I thought the fan base on Saturday was incredible. I thought the, the people that were in the, I thought it was a good looking, um, crowd that was there i thought everybody was into it even coach allen and and the players have made note of that as well um it was actually something on twitter that i was going to start looking at before we started recording but i don't want to i want to wait and look at it uh some video where somebody was saying like hey there are people that really do care and it shows an opposite sideline of where we where we sit um view of i think it's the last play so um i'd love to see what that looks like i think that um the program's got a little bit of momentum behind it. If they can build on it and beat an Illinois team, which I think is going to be tough. It's going to be a really tough game Um, with some of their, they got a couple playmakers on offense. That'll make it difficult, but that sets up for a heck of a last two games with Michigan state at home and a very bad Purdue team. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about Illinois just a little bit, bit. just a little bit. Go ahead. Oh, you want to talk about it. Yeah, let's talk just a little bit. We'll get into this way more on Wednesday. But their quarterback went down. Altmaier went down. Now, Altmaier hasn't been very good this year. And the backup quarterback actually actually came in and looked really good. Paddock uh, transfer from Ball State. Um, But we could very well be playing another backup quarterback. Um, So that's that's a storyline that I, you know, everyone I hope listening is follows. because again, I mean, we, we we just played a quarterback, and Nick and Papa Giorgio was terrible. <laughs> he was bad. Uh, I couldn't find a way to really get like a chant going on Saturday with that. It's just a mouthful. It is right. Um, but he was he was atrocious. Um, and I was as I was scrolling Twitter um, this morning, Wisconsin fans were letting him have it. Absolutely oh, letting they? letting him have it um the the luke fickle hate was so enjoyable fickle out hashtag fickle out um that was that was very fun to read um i also think is this the first time we've made fun of someone and it hasn't come back to bite us yeah it usually does (laughs) (laughs) it it usually does um Yeah. yeah no that might be right that might be right you know we did it with uh we did it with somebody the on wombat. The, the wombat, wombat as well. Um, and then obviously your wife's favorite player, uh, who Shea. I can never remember. Shay. That's right. Shay Patterson. So yeah. 
Yeah, we've done it too much. Uh, let's talk individual players. Yeah. You want to do that? You ready to move on? Let's do it. Let's do um, – man, I don't want to – do we want to do stock down? Do we have stocks down? We want to talk about – let's do stock down. We'll start there. We'll go stack down, stock down offense. What do you got? Yeah. It's got to be, for me, it's kind of two things. Stock down on offense is the play calling and the rushing strategy. Okay. Um, I think we gotta, I mean, again, what happened to the, the, our line in the beginning of the year seemed to be really pushing people. I mean, again, we've played great defenses. Like you look at where the defenses are ranked. Oh, yeah. I get it, but we don't, we're just not getting a push on the offensive line. And, and it, you are going to find it hard to, to win games when you're running it um, for 1.8 yards. Carry, yeah. which yeah. which is what which is what happened, and then I still didn't like the conservative play calling. Sorsby was dealing. I wish we would have seen more passing, especially passing on first down. Um, you didn't see a lot of run, run pass. Um, but it was almost. I think I read it on Pigs. If you're not a subscriber, subscribe. We ran on first down something like seventy six percent of the time. Just so predictable, especially in the second half. You knew on first down we were running. Um, and I think that was the difference in the first half of the second half was we were we were being so successful on first down in the first half, and we just weren't being as successful on first down. So so I'd like to see better, obviously, better rushing results and and less conservatism in the play calling. Yeah, yeah I, I can agree with both of those. What I wrote down was run game. Yeah. Um, I thought that we struggled and it's just stock down for today. I'm going to give you guys an example. Okay. Against Penn state, the number two, number one, number two, rush number one scoring number in the two country, overall. number two scoring defense in the country. Um, number three, I think overall total defense, but against the run they're they're incredible. Right. And I'll, I'm going to give you guys a little stat. So against, uh, Penn state at Penn state, I ran the ball 34 times for eight yards a carry or 80 yards total. It's trash, right? 2.4 yards a carry. It's not good. Granted, your running backs, top two running backs, average 4.8, 3.4 yards a carry. It's respectable, right? It's fine. 4.8 is great. You'll take 4.8 every play. Let me tell you something, Brandon. Maryland, who everybody considers to have a high-powered offense, right? A two-headed beast at running back a running backup quarterback, a run mobile quarterback to begin with, right? A team that tore us apart. I think just game planned us to death and killed us. 16 carries. Now, this includes sacks, I believe. 16 carries. Negative 49 yards rushing. That's negative 3.1 yards per rush. Their leading rusher was their backup quarterback, Billy Edwards. One carry, four yards. Hemby, five carries, zero yards. Antoine Littleton, one carry, negative three yards. They couldn't do anything against them. Now, granted, Tua threw the ball pretty well, 286, two touchdowns. But, you know, we've struggled against really, really top-end running defenses. Um, But, again, you do what you got to do against Penn State. Let's see what uh what we can do moving forward with that rush game and i I, i'm with you there too there was that one play series right where Mm -hmm. we 
we looked at it and we're like, what are we doing? Why did we just run those plays? It was, I think it was run, run, pass. I think you were, you were pretty upset about that in the, in the stands. So, um, yeah, we got to get that part figured out again. Props to Rod Carey. I thought he called a pretty good game overall. Um, but yeah, just some more consistency on that side of the ball, um, or on that particular aspect of offense and to see some more, um, aggressive play calling throughout yes. the game would be nice. Yes. Defense. Def- I got no one. I, I stretched. Are you ready? I, I, I got no one. I mean, again, I think you'd like to see a little bit more from the interior defensive line. Um, you know, we, we just, we just haven't called their names a lot, but. Basically every I mean Linnell Carr and um and Andre Carter had a good game. The linebackers were great in this game. Obviously oh, Aaron geez. Casey, but oh. Magnum Ferrar had a really good game. Um I, I the corners gave up some some big plays, but but only they that were one... bust. They were busted. They weren't even really bust. So I went through yeah. and I watched those big plays today. The one where we were sitting there going, Oh my god, how did he how did that happen? He ran a crossing pattern other. across the boom, run into each other. Right. Yeah. And then the one that, um, that happened in Penn state too. Yeah. The one that their best receiver, uh, will Pauling that he had kind of the same thing. Kind of, I think a, a miss up a mix on a switch and he got open, um, in the corner of the end zone. So yeah, I, I'm with you. I, and here's my stretch. My stretch was edge contain. I thought okay. we did. I thought we did a really good job. And I was going to stop you. I don't want to stop you necessarily, but I'd like to go back through and kind of watch some of these games and just focus interior defensive line to see if they're doing what it appears they're doing, which is just hogging everything. Give yeah. me all your give me all your offensive mm-hmm. linemen. I'm going to take all of them and I'm going to let everybody else make the plays, right? Because yep. you look at all the box scores, you're going to see your Magnum Farage. You're going to see Aaron. Well, Aaron Cases at the top of every single one, but you're going to see your Magnum Farage. You're going to see your Aaron Cases. You're going to see your uh, uh, Miles Jacksons. You're going to see your Linnell Cars. You're going to see Andre Carter occasionally. Um, you're not going to see the big guys in there. You're not going to see um, you know, Vincent, Cox Vincent or... Swede, Ladarius Cox, Marcus Burris. Um, who's our guy? Phil Bleedy. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to see him in there. But I, I'd like to go back and look and see if that's what's going on because I bet you that's what's happening. It could be. But I, I thought edge contain was kind of poor, and I think that's something really that needs to be addressed uh, going into Illinois. Bielema will scheme it up. Yeah. Especially in the run game. Yeah, they'll do a lot of read option and try to get um, – what's his name? Their running – or their quarterback? Uh, let's see. They're going to be Luke Altmeyer or – Altmeyer. Oh, that other guy came in, right? The dude, the Ball State transfer. What what yeah, was going on with that game? Uh, Altmeyer got messed up. He got oh, he got he? sandwiched pretty good, and it looked okay. like a rib or or uh, something. He he got hit mm. hard. Um, it would not surprise me, but the offense actually got better when when he went out of the game. That's what my my brother had texted me and said. Um, I can't remember his name, but he texted me and said that this guy came in and he looks pretty good. And Paddock. he's a ball state yeah. transfer, Paddock. Yeah, that's right. Paddock. Yeah. Um, kind of tall, statuesque kind of quarterback, I think, right? Um yep. so definitely can get after him. Yeah, for sure. Should be able to. Okay. Um, that's it. Let's go to stock up. Stock up on offense, Brandon. God, again, it's I'll give again, I'll give you the easy one. I'm saying again, the wide receiver core. We said okay. it last week. Um, DMAC is is proven himself to He's be so a player. 
Um, unfortunately, with with Cam's kind of injury designation, EJ Williams has stepped up big. He mm-hmm. he is a big target, and and he is he's got great hands. Um, and the DQ Carter uh, again, and another really really nice game. A lot of timely plays. Yeah, that Four. catch down the sideline, third and seven, I think it was, yeah. first drive of the game. Sorry, mm-hmm. not first drive of the game. It would have been um, maybe second quarter. It was, I think it was in, ended up being a scoring drive. It was a great, great play. Yeah, yep. So, uh, again, I, I'm saying the wide receiver room um, just looks just looks great uh, so far. So, stock yeah. up to all all that, that entire yeah. room. I'm not. I, I'm not sure what the the easy one was. I thought the easy one was Donovan McCauley. Um, I do want to say a lot of people are probably going to give him a lot of slack still, and don't want people don't want anybody to forget that we didn't forget about him dropping the one, the easiest one to mm-hmm. get in the end zone. Um, but he, I mean, he came back with a spectacular play, a spectacular play. If you haven't seen it, you're living under a rock. So, um, I wonder if it may, if it will make Sunday night. Do they do Sunday night? football no that's not that's on espn whatever they do at espn or whatever right maybe it'll be tomorrow night yeah i don't know we got mossed or whatever yeah i don't know if they'll call it a moss was it a mossing maybe it was a mossing it might be on there we're on there by the way if you go back and watch it you can definitely see me jump up and down both hands in the air you can see that and then we also made a beck and i made tv on that one that one time so just saying um and I was on the post game call in show. You were. I'm just just the most famous person, probably. I of all time. Yeah, probably. I guess you're th- you're thinking I need to pick uh, Brendan Sorsby. You wore a B Sorbs shirt. I did wear a B Sorbs shirt to the game. I did. I told you guys I had it. I wasn't lying. I had to wear it to the to the game. And he's just there's just something about it. I can't pick it right. I don't know if I've. I've seen a super perfect deep ball yet. I don't know if I've seen uh, like a, a an incredible play, but he is a he is a he is him. He is him. That's what I'll say. He well, he is ball, right? Is that what the kids say? He knows ball. Ball, ball so hard. But that's not what they're saying anymore. I don't think. But he, if there's any children listening, then you guys know what I'm trying to say, right? Touch grass yeah. or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Um, he's just, he's just swag. He's, he's just, there's the plays that he makes that throw on third. The one I was talking about with DQ Carter, if you go back and watch it, he's rolling his opposite way to his left side and he squares his body up and, and just there's something wrong with his mechanics at some point, but he doesn't look wrong. It's so smooth and he just drops it in a bucket and it's, it, I don't know. And the same thing with the with the McCauley with the one-handed catch. If you go back and watch him, watch that play again, Brandon, if you get time. You'll see him. They zoom in on his eyes before the play, and he kind of looks over. He just looks over just a little bit to his left. Just one little look over to his left, and then he does it. And he'll keep his, he keeps his head to the right the whole time for just a split second, and then boom, doesn't even look at McCauley. Just throws it up in that area. Knows he's going to make a play. So, yeah, I think stock up. all Like, through the roof, stock up. For, for Brandon Sorsby, I think he's definitely going to lead us to um, or be the best person to lead us to a bowl game if we can pull it off. For sure. Defense, and, please leave him. Please leave him for me. I will. I will. Um, I know Seth would pick Louis Moore. Um, so let's 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 give props to Louis Moore. Um, but I, I'm going to give it again since he's came back from injury. 
all Nick Toomer does is make big plays. That's right. One pass deflection, one tackle for loss, three solos, and five total tackles. He is shoring up that back uh, of the defense, which is so important for a 3-3-5. It is so, so important for a 3-3-5 to have a safety that you can rely on. Um, So I I think Nick Toomer is making a huge impact on this defense. There you go. Uh, We don't talk Aaron Casey on stock up. He has no more stock to buy. His stock is sold out. We will give his, uh, I'll just do it now. He had nine tackles, two sacks, four TFLs, four TFLs on the game. A forced fumble. I think he forced the fumble from the running back as well. He did. Um, He's just an out playmaker. An absolute, that sack, he had a, a huge sack. Um on a third down, I want to say they were starting to drive just over midfield that got him out of field goal range um, late in the game. That was just, it was massive. He's just incredible player. He's in, 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 if he stays healthy for the next three games, I, I don't know if he's, is he first team? No, we'll get second team. Second team. First, second team, Big Ten. I mean, he's just, he's so good. Yeah. So, 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 so good. I want to uh, give honorable mention to the other two safeties. Hold um, on, I was going to talk about that one. That was going to be my pick. Okay, go on. Okay. Jordan Shaw is my pick. Ooh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know where you were going. If you're going Sanguinetti or whatever, Phil and Dunham, or whatever you're doing. Both. Um, Jordan Dunham Shaw, had great coverage. He did. He was. He's always good. He's always so good. Um, we talked about Jordan Shaw on the way down out of nowhere. Because I was looking at some stuff from Penn State, and I was like, why is Jordan Shaw playing? Who's Jordan Shaw? I don't remember Jordan Shaw. Um, a lot of people probably don't listen to uh, or know the recruiting, like the back of your hand, right? If you guys listen to us, obviously, you know, IU football. So I don't want to um, talk down necessarily to you. But we'll, let me break it down. Jordan Shaw, he was the last recruit from what I could what I could tell. At least he was like a like a last minute signing, like first signing day of 2023. Um so he's a true freshman coming in out of California, the highest rated recruit of the class in high school um, from, I want to say St. Pius X, something, something in, in California, you name the big 12 team. They offered him. He was committed to Colorado. He flipped right before committing to Indiana. Um, the kid is the right size for what we want. He's making plays out there without with just kind of being thrown in after Noah got hurt. Um, he's, he's going to be so good. And he today, again, tied with the lead in tackles, nine tackles, a pass defended. He was all over the place. He was there making plays where we needed to. He's cleaning up the edge, the edge containment on the outside. He's going to be a really good player. So keep your eye out. Number 23, Jordan Shaw. Yep. I mean, again, I mean, the back end of that defense Louis Moore, Nick Toomer, Sangetti, Dunham, Jordan Shaw. Um, they all just played so, so well. Yeah. Um good to see Sangetti stretching a couple couple games in a row. Yeah. He picked uh, up the of, fumble of at the end of the he game, did. right? Yeah. He did and ran right towards us. He heard us yeah. yelling. And he... <laughs> it was that uh, play that I thought would have lost my voice. Yeah. Like you and I both went nuts. I was recording it. Um, I do have that if you want it, but um, I was recording it. And so I couldn't really tell what happened at the end of the play. I just know that we had the ball. So I went back and, and obviously rewatched the game since then, I think twice. So um, 
Yeah, great play. A couple a couple players I do want to mention. Jojo Johnson. See, we saw him out there. He made a, a really good play on a ball. Yep. Um, number three, you'll see him out there as, some more as the season goes on. And our boy, who we have not seen on the field for a long time, that we hyped up so much preseason, uh, Josh Rudolph was out there, and he made a few plays out there. He looks a little small st- uh, height-wise, but he's flying around there, 26, at the yeah. linebacker position. So keep an eye out for him the rest of the season. Matt Holt also coming in, made a couple plays too. So, Okay, that's enough of that. Let's move on. Um, and uh, that's it. Let's get back to the show. Let's revisit our predictions, Brandon. Who won this one? Who won this one? Not me. I won yeah. it because I was the only one that flipped from a loss to a dub. You did. Seth had IU losing 22 to 17. He's a loser across him off. Brandon had IU losing it 20. I technically lost. I, I, I had the largest defeat. You did have the largest defeat. Boop, you're gone. Um, And I had us winning 24-21. 24-21. So not too far off. I gave uh Nick Papa Giorgio too much credit to be able to run their offense to 21 points. Um, very none of us knew Braylon Allen wasn't playing. Yeah, we had no idea. We had no idea. Um, so yeah, I'll take the victory. That's fine. Um, before we get to Brando's Randos, I'm gonna throw in a bonus round of Brando's bets. Brandon talked about it on the way right at the beginning. Brandon put a good amount of money on IU money line, literally walking into the ticket line. Yes. Like to get our ticket scan. And I made him shake my hand and told him I'd split oh. it with him. Yep. 50, 50. I'll Venmo him the money and it paid off. So for the first time, and I don't know how many games we've probably done something similar like that. It actually paid off. Um, Because when he's feeling confident, it usually means good things. So, yeah, let's get Brando's bets out of the way. Bonus Brando's bets. We don't do that on, on post-game shows. So we'll clear that one out of the way. Let's get into the Randos. We have no sack today. So, Brando, the floor is yours. Here we go. Um, let's talk about the fans. Let's talk about the inside the stadium and outside of the stadium. 46,000, according to ESPN. Are you surprised? And, and, and what are your... what? If any comments do you have on on the fans on Saturday? Again, we showed up what is for for us at least is traditionally a late show up for a, a noon game, right? We showed up about yeah. 10 ish. Well, well, no, we got to our parking spot at 10 30, Brandon. We got there about 10, 10, 10. Yeah. And just the, the weird traffic things that they do around there, I don't understand. Um so about 10 10. And the place was packed, packed for a two and 16, right? And so I tried to do a bunch of different things, trying to figure it out. Like, man, there's a lot of parents here. Is it parents we can know? Is it this? Is it this? Is it this? It's military weekend, right? Or military appreciation, whatever you want to call it. Um, usually that doesn't bring the numbers and the uh, knowledge and the uh, like willingness to cheer and and well, yeah, they, they, they honored down. Bobby Knight, they honored the yeah. baseball team, but you're, none of those things were the reason people showed up. I think, no, no, I thought it was a really solid crowd and a, and a football knowledgeable crowd, too. Um, as they said, people standing up when they're supposed to be standing up, and and nobody was screaming at Tom Allen for taking a timeout in the third quarter or whatever 
he did this time and it, it, it was it was nice to see and and I appreciated that and hopefully we can continue that with the with the last game with Michigan State. Yep. Wanna quickly pivot to Illinois. Mm. We're playing them on the road, right? On the road. Let me tell you their home results so far. Tell me. Two point win over Toledo. I told you guys it was going to be a close game. I told you. 17 point loss to Penn State. Okay. How many did we lose to Penn State? Uh, nine. But That's that was last. on a last, like a, a last second safety. A six point win over four and five Florida Atlantic. A okay. 13 point loss to Nebraska, who just lost to who? Michigan State. Michigan State, yes. And a four-point loss to Wisconsin, who we just beat. And Wisconsin at that point, remember, that was a 21-7 game going into the fourth quarter. Illinois winning 21-7. None of that is daunting at all. We're never daunted anyway. Well, We we are not. We are not. That is a uh, no. That never mind. He's often daunted. Yes, the basketball yes. guy is often daunted. Um, yeah. What well, were, were you? Was there a question? Uh, I mean, I mean, are you nervous at all going into this game? Yes. Okay. Well, that's what Wednesday shows for. <laughs> we'll go into it. Let me. I again have confidence. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Let me drop some knowledge on some people real quick. They let Brandon Lockie. Well, sorry, I guess he did about the same thing he did to us. He was 21 to 41, 242 touchdowns. But they let Brain Braylon Allen run all over him. 29 carries, 145 yards, a touchdown. I don't there's something about it. I feel like we'll have a good crowd, a good representation there. Always do. Um nothing about Illinois at noon scares me necessarily as an atmosphere wise there's just something if they've got luke altmeyer i think i'll be a little bit more scared of it um they need this they've got to have us to make a bowl they're four and five they've got iu at home at iowa northwestern at home to finish they got to go two and one and it's got to be iu northwestern so i don't i don't know man i don't know We'll we'll see when the injury report comes out. I think the other way around. I think they sleepwalk past this game. That's what made me like they got they got Iowa circled. They got Iowa circled. Hmm. So anyway, that's that's for Wednesday's show. My last question here, and I have to say it quietly. I'm not going to say it quietly. I should say it quietly um, because my wife is very very close. But that was the most fun game since when? Ooh, we talked about this in the car. We did. We did. The most fun with a fun ending since, uh, I mean, always winning the bucket is fun. I, I don't, I'd probably say that for me, that was the most fun I think I've had since 2019. Yep. The, I, the, tw- the 2019 bucket game. At Purdue, was yeah when fun. when the player Taiwan Mullen jumped up in the stands. Yeah, Taiwan Mullen, Stevie Smith, yeah. or Stevie Scott. Sorry, um, yeah, it was a good, 
Uh, that was a really good time. Really good time. Scary, but a really good time. What about you? What was your last one? Didn't you say, what was it, Penn State? Blowout yeah. against Penn State? Yep. Had yeah. friends in town. Absolutely destroyed them. Yep. Yeah, that's why I said fun with that with a win at the end because man, the Gator Bowl, what a blast that was! It was I a mean, really good time. I think that's why it hurt so much because it was so much fun. It was rolling. The tailgate was awesome, and then just it just hurts, just hurts. But no need on on dwelling on that. No, so. uh, people, if when we win. You guys, we need to pack the rock. Oh, I think it'll be, I think it'll be packed. I do. Oh, I think it'll be crazy. It'll be a lot of fun. That one will have to get down there early enough, much earlier, I think. Let me see if the weather, the weather's, well, the weather might be out for that one. Let me see nah, what they're not, looking at. Right. Oh, it's out. Yeah, they do. It's out. It's out. 55. Not bad. In rain. Ugh. But it's only a 33% chance. Of rain. And it's 10 days out, right? 11 days out, nine days out. So. That's all I got. Yeah. What am I talking about? 11 days out. It's it's legit 13 days out. Yeah. No, it's. Yeah. 13, it's 13. It's, it's, I, it's, it's two weeks. Two weeks from yesterday. Daylight savings time, dude. I texted you this before this. It's just, I don't know, man. It's got to go. Daylight savings time has got to go. I mean, it's, it's technically it's 930, which isn't late. I'm exhausted. My brain doesn't work. I feel like I'm exhausted for two days. I agree. Uh, so is that it? That's it. That's all I got. Let's wrap it up. Uh, be sure to check out the pod on Twitter, Instagram at podcast. LEO. Uh, make sure you follow our partner, big banter sports for all the latest updates involving our podcast, as well as the other 13 teams in the conference. Uh, be sure to download rate review and follow on all of our platforms and join us next week as we preview the continued journey to a perfect 4-0 last quarter of the season. That's all I got to say. Until next time, MIFA. MIFA. MIFA.